Ishizio, Shogun, Uah. To retire? Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fud Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkieCom. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. So it looks like the end may be near for the legend Mauricio Shogun Hua. Well, maybe. Hua did an interview with Combate. And he said he's been thinking about retiring a lot lately. And while he doesn't want to say it, his next fight will be his last fight. He sees that basically he's getting towards the end of his career. He said, and I quote, My head is at ease. I've accomplished a lot in my career. When I stop, I'll be grateful for all the blessings I got. I want to have one or two more fights. Hmm, I'm not sure yet. I want to be relaxed and calm to make this decision on my own. I'll fight my next fight like it's my last. But it may not be. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I want to fight with no added pressure. Might be my last or my second to last fight. Mauricio's 39 years old. But he doesn't consider himself old. But he has to admit there's a health aspect post-fight career that a lot of fighters don't take into account and maybe at this stage of the game it's too late so one or two more fights could be one or two more fights too many quote from hua i don't consider myself an old guy i have good training sessions and i'm able to spar with everyone some athletes are over 40 and doing well like damian maya fabricio verdun the hardest hardship i've had in my career's injuries. I'm pri- prioritizing my health post-retirement, so that's why I'm only considering fighting twice more tops. In his last fight, who was TKO'd by Paul Craig after submitting his strikes. His current record is 27 wins, 12 losses, 1 draw. Prior to the TKO by strikes, he beat... Nog, and that retired Nog, that was a split decision victory. I mean, he's like 11 and 10 in the UFC. I think the time has passed, honestly, for him to retire. He should have done this long ago. Of his 12 losses, 6 by KO, 3 by sub, so he's been finished 9 out of 12. He's been along for a long time. Even though he's only 39, that's an old 39. When you're talking about wear and tear, that is a very, very old 39 years old. And that goes back to the shoot-a-box culture, man. This is old school where all they did was have wars in the gym, and that takes it out of you. This is why you have a new culture of fighters that are trying to find the balance between ridiculous hard sparring and technical sparring. 
with trying to find a balance of taking too much abuse in the gym and not enough to prepare you for the fight. And you've seen this with even guys like Max Holloway where they're saying they're not sparring at all. And I understand where they're coming from because, in my opinion, and I've said this a lot, a lot of times you leave your career in the gym. They take far more abuse every single day, day in and day out, in the gym than they do in the fight. We just see the accumulation effect come fight night. But this is this is happening day in and day out in the gyms. And then their body just, I mean, how much abuse can you take? Listen, the body doesn't care if it's under the bright lights or in a dim, stanky gym. It doesn't care if you're getting paid $100, $0, or $100 million. The fact of the matter is your body can only accept so much abuse before it says you're done it doesn't matter if you want to quit it doesn't matter if you think you're old it doesn't matter your age some point in time and everybody's time is different your body just shuts down and says no more and i think we've seen that with who for a while now his performances even in his wins like i said with uh with nog that was a terrible fight like, it looked like two old guys really far past their prime that shouldn't be fighting. And then he comes back. He squeaks out of victory there. Basically wrestling. His uh, durability is pretty much gone. Then he fights Paul Craig and taps the punches. I mean, at some point in time, it's strange to me that fighters, of course, should be delusional. They have to be. They have to think they still have more than what they do in the tank. I understand that. But it's just strange to me that the culture of combat sports, the people around them, I don't know if this is greed, if this is people trying to take advantage of them. I'm sure it's a little bit of both of those things. But you need people that care about you, man. I've said this time and time again. And so that's why it's hard for me to fault any of the fighters that want to make the most money. Any of the fighters that take the big money fights, especially in boxing where they have more choice than they do in the UFC over defending the title against a lesser-known fighter or or moving down in weight to fight the better competition but for less money, whatever the case is, is because their careers are short. There's only a small amount of window where they're in their prime, especially when you're talking about earning potential prime. And they're taking abuse day in and day out in the gym, preparing for these fights. So it's hard for me to criticize when they're trying to get the the biggest paydays they can, and whether that's a, against a hard competition or lesser competition, I understand where they're coming from. It's strange to me that fighters don't have people around them that are there to protect them. Or maybe it's just a case they're not listening to them and they figure that they know best. But you see this too many times, especially in combat sports where you get hit in the head for a living. You might not make the best decisions. Personally, financially, emotionally, mentally. There's a lot of things that they may need help with. Especially as you age. Especially as you've taken more and more abuse. Especially as you come to the tail end of your career. I mean, I don't think you can look at who and say he should even fight another fight. Two fights? And who, who knows if he's going to hang him up after two fights. And this is where you get into Maybe he doesn't fight MMA anymore, but now you go to boxing like you see Anderson Silva doing or maybe secure a huge fight with the Paul. All these things that are available that keep them into the sport. Sometimes this is because it's a love of competition. Other times it's because this is all they've done their entire lives. Sometimes it's because they're dead broke. Let's be honest. They didn't manage their money or people are stealing from them. And again, this goes back to 
They need people around them that truly love and support and care about their well-being from the start. So the people that have been there before they were rich and famous, the people that were there for them and supported them before they were on television, before they had a name, before they had groupies, before they had hanger honors, before they had yes men, before they had a crew, all of these things. These are the people that are most valuable to them, not only in their fighting career, but in their health and well-being. And I just it's sad because you see this over and over and over again where fighters don't seem to have the support system. And that's why you can't fault guys like Habib. Like, yeah, people were saying, oh, you know, he's turned on 100. You see these stories now. It turned on $100 million to fight him, and GSP wanted to fight him, and this, that, and the other. He's like, yo, I made a promise to mom. Mom said, you're done. That's it. Like, best case scenario, right? He's already got all the money that he made. He's got his health. He took basically no damage throughout his career. What do you what do you want? You want the guy to keep fighting until he starts taking damage? You want the guy to keep fighting until he loses? You want to keep keep the guy in the sport when he's no longer motivated? I mean, these are the things that this is why it's important to have people around you like his mom. And maybe even more important that he's got that she has his ear, he'll listen. Right, Because I'm sure that some of these fighters, and maybe Hua has it too, where his family has said, dude, enough is enough. And it's like, oh, one more. Well, if I win my next fight, well, I beat Nog. You know, okay, I lost to Craig, but this happened. I had this injury, this, that, and that. You know, it can go on and on and on. And you could say, yeah, but what about people like Mayweather who's still fighting? Is he blowing his money? Yeah, maybe he's blowing his money. We've seen issues with him in the past. But he's playing it a different way. He's taking big money fights that have far less risk of him a even absorbing any damage and b not even coming close to losing so he's playing this game at a whole different level than other combat sport athletes that maybe have taken a little bit too much abuse maybe are a little long in the tooth maybe are at the tail end of their career that shouldn't be fighting the levels of competition that they're put in with and where they're taking abuse, really hard punches to the head and the body, and it's hurting them physically, it's hurting them emotionally. They have to go back in the gym, recover, and try to do it again against another young buck or another guy who's got more left in the tank, and they're not getting out unscathed. That's the difference. Mayweather's been smart since he turned into basically Money Mayweather. The guy's always had a gigantic ring IQ. He understands fighting styles. He understands what he's looking at. But since he switched to Money May instead of Pretty Boy, he understands risk versus reward. He understands how to play the game, get the public hyped, make a lot of money, but the actual risk factor is very low for him. And you're going to see this in the Logan Paul fight. Right, you already seen it build as Logan is bigger, stronger, has a height reach, and is younger. But there's levels to this game, and what Mayweather realizes is he doesn't have the talent. And so, in this case, they're expecting size Logan to overcome talent. Where Mayweather's saying it doesn't matter your size, you don't think he's fought guys in the gym that are big, of course. So what he's going to do is he's going to use this talent to overcome the size because Logan doesn't have the size 
and the talent. It would be far different if Mayweather at this stage of his game and his age and inactivity and all the things we know about when you age as a fighter. And Mayweather's no different. He's not the same as he was in his prime. But it'd be far different if he was facing somebody that had these attributes that could be dangerous for him. But he understands what he's looking at. He understands how to play the game. So he picked a fighter that he could sell, but on paper should have nowhere near an opportunity to damage him, harm him, let alone beat him. So these are the differences. You don't get this as much in the UFC, and this is why sometimes you might need the promotion to step in. I generally like fighters to go out on their own, realize that maybe the time has passed, and then they pull the plug. But sometimes you have to do it for him. We've had this conversation, guys. We've had this about Donald Cerrone, who the UFC is giving another fight to, another opportunity. And say, well, those losses were at 170. I want to go to 155. It just keeps going and going and going. And in the meantime, they're taking lots and lots of abuse. It might be different if there was a fund or an association some type of safety net for these guys when all is said and done that protected them and helped them and bridged the gap for them financially and with health services and all these things. But again, we've had a lot of conversations about this in the past. There's a huge gap there from when you're fighting and how people are treating you and the services that you have access to versus when you're retired and no longer bringing in the money money And how you're kind of tossed to the side like trash on a curb. Big difference. So this is why fighters need to have a support system. A good group of people that care about them. Because in the end, it's probably going to be those people that are taking care of them. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.